Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, your weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 481. This week, we recorded an episode live on board the Wonder of the Seas. It was our Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise, and as we like to do on our group cruises, we record an episode from on board the ship. And this week, we've got an episode from that recording, and uh, the audio, you know, not exactly 100%, but I think you'll be able to hear everything there. Enjoy. Well, we have another Royal Caribbean Blog podcast episode recorded live on a cruise ship. I am on the Wonder of the Seas, and we are wrapping up our 2022 Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise. Joining me on this episode, in front of the live studio audience, uh, uh, Becky Mankins from MEI Travel. Welcome, Hello. Becky. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be back. It's been since the last cruise, I think, yes. that we were together, so it's, yes. it's great to be here. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and um, the fact that this really felt like, we've done a couple of different cruises since the restart, this one felt the most, I hate to use the word normal because it just it's used a lot, but it just, this group cruise, if you had blindfolded somebody and dropped them in a time machine and came onto this one here, I felt pre-pandemic, I feel like you wouldn't necessarily pick up on wow, this is significantly different or departure, you know what I mean, compared to the yeah. ones we did, like, last Thanksgiving, as an example. Yeah, this goes right back into the time machine, like you said. I, yeah. There's very little masks, hardly any. It's harder to get to an elevator, to be in all honesty. But you do feel that we're at capacity again. So it Let's talk about that for... <laughs> wow, it cuts into this too. We can't even talk on this thing. I, I know. Christopher. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, your cruise director. Just a reminder that it's at 11.30 inside the Royal Theater. <laughs> it is our veterans tribute. We invite all those veterans and active serving and anybody else who'd like to come and support and give thanks for our heroes who are on board the ship with us and the men and women who served us and our countries. Again, it all kicks off at 11.30 inside the Royal Theater on deck number four forward. And we look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Christopher. My podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So let's talk about something that uh, I I haven't seen it in print, but I've seen it re- heard it repeated a couple of times. Was on this sailing, we have either set we set some sort of a record. I don't know if it's truly the Guinness record, but the a record for the most amount of passengers uh, on board a ship. Because on this particular sailing, it was something like sixty. I've heard sixty-eight, sixty-nine hundred uh, passengers. Because of course, there's uh, max capacity you got you know, third and fourth berths uh, being used there. And that's something that, you know, I think we all, I'm sure as you've heard, if you've heard it before coming into the sailing, you might have thought, oh, is this going to be busy or whatnot? And let's talk about that for a second. Because in general, this is a question we get about the Oasis class ships, is how busy is the ship going to be? And, I mean, the elevator's the elevator. I don't care if you're on Brilliance of the Seas, you're on Wonder of the Seas. On a sea day, the elevators are busy. But I really didn't feel like it was significantly different. Um, you know, certainly things were busy. I'm not going to pretend there were no crowds and we just uh, skipped along into every venue and they were like, you know, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Um, but I don't think it, like, compared to other Oasis class ships I've been on, um, I, I just, it just felt more of the same rather than like a, whoa, this feels significantly different than that. Yeah, I would agree. This is not at max capacity. They did fall just short of the record from what I understand. But we're talking 95% probably, which I haven't been on a ship that was 95% capacity until now. And this ship in particular, because there's so many different places for people to be, 
I didn't feel like it was 95. I certainly didn't feel like it was 30 where we were, you know, in pandemic times. But um, it felt comfortable. I think the, the elevator is the only place that I felt it, yeah. which is, uh, it says a lot. Because there's so many great places to hang out. It spreads the people out nicely. And I didn't feel that it was too crowded. I, I guess my level of expectation was really high in that regard because it is also a pre-holiday cruise. Yeah. No, it was it was great. Um, and you know, it's, it's the the crowd dispersal, especially after day one. Um, once you get to about dinner time or so, it feels like they do a really good job. Yeah, all the shows going, um, which is great. There's a lot of different shows. You had uh, 365 in the Studio B. You had Intense in the Aqua Theater. You had Voices and Effectors Two yeah. in the um, uh, Royal Theater. So there were a lot of different shows. I remember oh, which ship was it? It was. It was another Oasis-class ship, but it was during the times in which they didn't have all the shows up. And you can tell the difference when you don't have, like, one of the shows running. It, 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 the, it, the, the balance is, is disturbed, if you will. Yeah. And, and it, that's <laughs> when you force. can notice more of a, uh, you know, then people are, like, they start wandering around aimlessly trying to find something to do. And then you get more of the crowd there. But, you know, there were a lot of things happening. Um, and, and a lot of the, obviously, the port itineraries, you know. Um, so anyway, we had, a, we had a really nice time on here, and uh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about my favorite thing, which is the Mason Jar. Of course. Um, such a <laughs> great place. Um, the Shout out to the uh, Country Trio Band. They were so impressive. I mean, I've seen them before in March, saw them again. You know, you think to yourself, well, it's a new ship. Maybe I was just, you know, hypothetically speaking, maybe I was drinking a little too much back then, and I thought, you know, wow, you, know, you, you think back with rosy glasses, whatever that metaphor is, right? But this was... They, they, the band is great. I think it's a really fun venue. The restaurant's fantastic. I mean, it's just a home run place to go to. It's too small, obviously, yeah. because of the popularity of yeah. the location between the, the beverages, which I have seen many of you take part in the beverages up there, which are unique. Uh, also, I hear, I have not tried, but I hear there are fried Oreos up there. Yes. That's going to be on the list tonight because yes. I have to try that before I leave. But I, I think that they didn't realize that how much of lightning in a bottle they have in this venue, and hopefully they will adjust it on the next version because I think that it needs to have a lot more space. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I love the ideas. I love that it's not, you know, there's like, I love Skinner Bar and the Pub and, and Boleros and the traditional Royal Caribbean bar experiences, yeah. but at the same time, I love when there's something a little different, well, something uh, interesting to enjoy, and I'm, I'm a really, really big fan of that. What's the venue that really stood out to you, Becky? I'm wondering. You know, I still love um, Central Park. I, I think it's so unique, and it's calmer than it was last time that we were on Wonder, because remember, they had the band playing right above it, and they had the movies playing, and it was kind of a little disruptive. I think that they had that feedback that you want the Central Park area to be calming and relaxing, and you want that place to feel like a park and hear the birds and uh, all of that. So they have kind of dialed it back into that peaceful oasis that it's supposed to be. So I think that's my favorite place to just kind of hang out when it's not raining, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh, it, it's a great, I mean, the view, which I, I spent very little time on the pool deck this particular cruise for whatever reason, but. Um, I was barely up, I was up there for ice cream. I think that's the only time <laughs> I've been up there with the exception of the slides today. Yeah. But I'm with you. No, it was great. Um, the, I, uh, you know, one of the things we, well, I did in this particular cabin, uh, this cruise rather was my cabin choice. Well, so we booked this one. So you have to understand that a lot of people, raise your hand if you booked this cruise when it was still Harmony of the Seas. Okay, so most hands, majority of the hands, 
Where, so for those listening, we uh, originally this group cruise was Harmony of the Seas, and uh, we booked that the group cruise, and then Royal Caribbean changed the, uh, the deployment and just swapped out the ships, so Harmony for Wonder. And the benefit for us was we booked on the Harmony prices, but we got Wonder, Wonder. of the Seas. We, we won that one. Yeah, that so was that was, no matter how much money I might have lost in the casino, <laughs> I made it all back up in the, in the cruise fair. I mean, it's, uh, so we have a two-bedroom aqua theater suite, which has a genie uh, with the experience star class. Love that. Um, I, I got to tell you that while it's the suites are never going to be like a dollar for dollar, like, you know, ROI kind of thing, right. it's really nice to have. If you can get it for a great price, which I think I did, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a phenomenal way to cruise, especially with the kids. Um, it's it, it makes the... It's not that you can't do all those things on your own, or obviously do that on all the ships and sailings all the time, but when you get the opportunity to do it, it it just, it, it, everything's easier. Life is easier. You make life easier, you hit that easy button. That's what it's all about. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah. it elevates the experience. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we were here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, we didn't even have to worry. I'm, I'm in the same type of stateroom. And Carlos, you are awesome. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. When you don't have to worry about running on, on board as quick as you can and getting in line to make the, the dining reservations and all that's done for. And then you can, you know, do like I, I I sometimes change my mind. Like last night I'm sitting in one show and I'm like, this was great, but I think I want to see the other show instead. And I just texted and a couple of seats were waiting for me in the other show. Yeah. So, so the nice thing, thing with the genies is use WhatsApp to yeah. contact them. And the lesson, this is my first, this is not my first time in Star Class, but this one, this is, you know, I feel like, okay, I have an understanding of how it works. And I really wanted to, you know, use it for what it was good for, you know, to be able to take advantage of it. It's really the right way to say it. And so for me, I was looking at it like we were here in the music hall and the, the country band trio were performing. And they're great, right? And I was like, man, something's missing. Yeah, the drinks are upstairs. So I texted the genie, said, can I, is it possible to get some drinks, the, the peanut butter and jelly um, old fashioned from upstairs? Absolutely. Came down with them. And then, well, those went quickly. Yeah. I got another one, right? And sure enough, and it was, it's the little things that make it. It's not so much, you know, okay, I, I can book dining. I can right. do those things. It's those little things that you can take advantage of. We had, um, uh, later on in the cruise, we had a sweet party for everyone on the group on the, on the balcony. And that was, like, phenomenal. And that's something you, that's something you can't do unless you just, uh, I don't know, start hoarding beers somewhere. But, it, you know what I mean? It's not the same level. It was, we had our own bar servers there. And it was, it's such a fun thing you can do. And that's what makes the experience, I think, for a lot of families and uh, people in just in general, you know, they can really, really enjoy it, so... Yeah, I love the fact, well, okay, let's go back for a second. It's not the cheapest experience, no. obviously. No. But when you can get a good deal, as you mentioned, and there there are deals to be had. We've seen um, star class experiences show up as low as 8,000 in, yeah. in places. Or a lot, we, one of the questions we get a lot is, is it worth it to do the Royal Up? Mm, this yeah. is where you can definitely take advantage of a Royal Up bid. And see if you can get that star class experience yeah. because I was lucky enough to get that in Alaska at that one time. Yeah. But um, it's a, it's a great bucket list scenario for your family uh, where you can bring them on board. No one has to do anything. You don't even really have to think. You just show up, and then you have the ability to do anything on board that the genie can grant yeah. that wish. So the ports we visited on this cruise, we had uh, Perpetua Uki, we had uh, Costa Maya, uh, we had Cozumel. Um, 
the one of the things that changed about this cruise back when it was Harmony was originally it was a seven night cruise. We were going to go to Roatan, and then we lost the seventh day with Roatan there. Um, which, you know, it is what it is. We still had a great time, great weather. I just weather. didn't want to hold a sloth again. Right. I really yes. wanted to hold a sloth, and so I was greatly disappointed. Uh, disagree. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we, we did the, uh, we, we had a great time. The, the highlight for me definitely was at Costa Maya. We, uh, for the group, we like, it was like, when we do group cruises in general, we like to uh, add in as much fun for the group as possible. And one thing we do is for everybody that booked in the group, we had um, a, a included pass to Mayan Shan, which is one of my yeah. favorite all-time excursions, tours, beaches, whatever you want to do. Uh, in Costa Maya, it's an all-inclusive beach day. I mean, first of all, the weather was phenomenal, so that always helps. But of course, the service, uh, it was my, I just wish we were there for, for longer. In fact, the staff, after, uh, we were like one of the last people to leave, and the staff were saying that if you, uh, or a joke like, oh, can we, you know, can we, um, can we, uh, you know, we're going to cause Mel, just drive this the next day, we'll meet up with the ship again. And he was like, yeah, we, sometimes we have ships that will stay like uh, really late in Costa Mala, like 10 o'clock or something like that. And they'll actually set up like bonfires wow. and tiki torches. And, but we had a great time there nonetheless. I mean, it's just, you know, it's always fun to believe things. Again, we, we took over like easily half the resort and it was just, it was so cool, you know, great food. Great staff. Yeah, the staff is just what makes it over there. It's just, it's funny because we went to Cosmel the next day and we went to Nachikoga, which is a great all inclusive resort, right? But you quickly notice this is not my jam. There's not people constantly like, can I get you another drink? Can I get you another food? Like, I mean, they, they do a good job, but like that level is just such a high bar to set. Um, but we had a really, really nice time there. Um, the nice thing about winter cruising in December is that it feels like it's a little more comfortable outside. Can't always bet on it. But having that compared to like say July, uh, yeah. <laughs> hundred and two degrees and one hundred fifty billion percent humidity. Yes, yeah, yeah, in the Caribbean for sure. It's it's nice to have that there. So um, yeah, we had some great stuff there. Um, I, I think the when it comes to planning, you know, the port stuff, you obviously always want to plan ahead and, and have have something um, set up there. But um, you know, any thoughts on, on the different ports that we went to? I think. Um, because there was a lot of, I mean, was, the weather was great. We had a nice time everywhere we went. And it was, it's like one of those things where it's like, the, obviously the group excursion was just, you know, phenomenal because it was all of you guys that were there. Um, you know, the others were so, they were, they, they were just, they were great. They weren't like, I don't have any like extremely interesting stories to share about them, but we still had a great time. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? It sounds like there's a recording like, oh, okay, well, they just went, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> this one is unique because, again, yeah. we're with the group, so... Doing something all together makes it a little bit more special when you can go out and enjoy each other's company and a great location with drinks that they're handing to you constantly and all the flowing food. So when you have that opportunity, it's hard to say, no, I'm not going to go with group. I'm going to go do something else. Um, I did hear from Cozumel. We, we do have a lot of people who travel to Cozumel. Um, Chichenitsa is a very popular spot to go to, and we did have a, a couple of people that did go uh, on that excursion and came back and said, the location is amazing. The process to get there and get back, that's a little bit different. So uh, it's really important that you really look at the details of the excursions before you select one, because yeah. some people don't realize that it's gonna be a nine hour day, to, and half of it is just getting there. Um, so the, there's a lot of options and choices in the area, but sometimes for some people who've been here a few times, 
great choice is just to stay on the ship and enjoy the amenities on board when there's nobody here. Yep, absolutely. Um, so we talked about the, uh, let's talk about the shows really quick, because obviously that's a big part of Wonder of the Seas. So you've got, well, easily four uh, production shows that are really top tier, right? You've got the ice skating, aqua theater, effectors, and the voices. So uh, let's see, obviously for those of you listening to the recording, you will, I'll, I'll convey what's happening here, but raise your hand up for your, uh, raise your hand one time for your most popular, I'll say the show name, and raise, we'll, we'll see which show is most popular okay. as we're trying to gauge. So straw poll, uh, voices. Okay, suffice to say for the listening audience, it didn't, it's not gonna win. Um, intense, the aqua theater show. That's pretty good right there. That was a good show. Uh, uh, effectors. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I lost money on this bed. Yeah, I know. And 365. Wow. Wow. Wait, is it? I wouldn't have thought that. Wait, which one won, do you think? Uh, oh, 365. Yeah, the ice show. The ice show? Yeah. Absolutely. Was that the popular vote? Yeah. Did you see the handouts? No, one more. 365. And then what was the other one? Effectors. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Uh, Intense. Now I think you're right. Okay. Well, anyway, close close call between the two of them. But that was not the ones that I thought was going to win either. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I thought for sure it was going to be effectors. I was yeah. trying to draw it out there. But um, no, the shows are, I mean, when it comes to the Oasis Flash Shifts, always about the shows. Um, I would say I enjoyed Effectors 2. It seemed very similar to Effectors 1 for me. So having seen it, I just saw it on Thanksgiving. Um, it, it seemed a little repetitive for my taste personally. I still enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. I'm just nitpicking here about it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to give it to Intense. I think that the Aqua Theater shows are just so cool. Um, it's just, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest performance art kind of guy, but I, I think that it's just whatever, what they're doing, what they can do, and the way they perform it each and every show is makes it a really really cool experience i will say there's times that i've been kind of disappointed in the aqua theater shows i've been kind of disappointed in the ice shows like i think a couple of us were talking about uh, for the ice show in particular you might spend five minutes of the time actually watching the show and the rest trying to figure it out yeah. because you're not sure what what's going on this one you can tell what's going on the music was amazing the talent is by far amazing i think this is my favorite show that I've seen. Um, I'm going to go to the effectors myself because, yeah, you're right, it's a little repetitive between the two, but I haven't seen it back to back like you did. Um, however, I love the technology, and the moment that I hear the little whir of the drones coming, it, that is just mind-blowing to me that they can pull that off so consistently. Um, I love the music, the story behind it, the lighting effects, it's all wonderful. So I haven't been disappointed with any show that I've seen on board. Great. Well, I don't remember if I said this on the recording, so I'm going to say it again. If I did, well, you deserve it. Thank you, Becky, for all the help and assistance and making the group cruise happen. It was an honor. It's, it's our pleasure. Christina's been on board as well, helping through all of this, and I want to make sure she gets a nod. Um, we love doing these. This is our favorite, favorite, favorite thing to to do with Royal Caribbean Blog, and it's, it, I mean, I love sitting there on Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays in the live stuff. It's great to chat with people and get to know people, but there's nothing like this. Yeah. Being able to sit with you and get to know you and really find out 
what makes a great vacation for you and how we can serve you better. And then we get great ideas for the next group groups. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Time for the listener emails. And we recorded this during the cruise as well. Unfortunately, the first question and a half got cut off from the recording. So we're going to join the questions halfway through. My daughter is actually doing the readings of the emails and Becky and I are responding to it. So apologies for being a little jarring as we just jump on in here, but better to have something than nothing. Enjoy. We're considering doing a dining package this time. My first question is about the dress. And about dress. Does theme for the night apply at specialty restaurants too, or just the main dining room? I'd like to pop the question on formal night and hope that many people at dinner are dressed like us too. And which restaurant would you choose for dinner if you've just gotten engaged? Thanks for all you do, Matt. Looking forward to all of your content. All right, so where to get engaged? So the dress code does not apply to specialty restaurants, it only applies to the main dining room. Um, you will find some people in the main dining room who are dressed to the nines and some people that are not dressed to the nines. The dress code is primarily, I realize it is, but it's mostly optional. It's right. suggestive. It's not compulsory. No one's, oh, uh, unless you really show up in a bathing suit, I mean, I just don't think anyone's going to say anything to you. So it's not necessarily going to be like that. Do I think in general, if, if I guess the question is how, how important it is for everyone else around you to be dressed up. I would say that you know, don't worry about what other people are wearing. Just focus on what you're doing. Um, certainly, you could do a specialty restaurant. I think in general, some restaurants gravitate a little towards uh, being a little more formal, um, but not always the case. Um, I, I think that, because they're on Wonder, I wouldn't say like Giovanni's wouldn't be one I would think of. Maybe Shops. 150. Yeah, there you go. 150 Central Park. That's definitely, even if someone's wearing flip flops in there, it's still gonna look really good. I think that's a, I think that's definitely the restaurant. And the food is really good. Like, you look at 150 and they think, oh, this is hoity toity, uh, fruit food food. It's really not. It is amazing steak, fried cheesecake, um, it's steak. It's, it's, <laughs> it is really good, I gotta say. So I think that's definitely the choice there. 150 or even Wonderland could, I think that they could do something cool themed with the food in there if, if that's the type of food they like. However, there's a lot of other opportunities to really surprise somebody with the engagement here. Like, if you're thinking outside of the box, you don't want to do it in a restaurant, maybe he will, but others may not. Um, the balloon on Perfect Day would be a very cool place if it would actually go to oral. Yeah, exactly, it actually goes yeah. up. Um, but work with the staff. That's one thing. You come on board and talk to guest services, and I think they can come up with some great ideas uh, to to help you pop the question. Or I, I saw somebody post where someone put them in the slide where the, the bride to be came down the slide and he was waiting at the bottom with the ring. So when she totally unexpected just hit the bottom of the slide, he was sitting with the ring and it was absolutely amazing. So I have the, I have the photo that they took immediately. She got to clear the wedgie first before she said yes or no. All right. kind of all kinds of options. Next question. Okay, this one's from Tom. Hello, Matt. Always enjoy your podcast. A question I've been wondering about for a while. At Royal Caribbean headquarters in Miami, can you tell me if Royal Caribbean has what I call a war room? This is a place where they keep track of all the royal ships worldwide in, in real time. I have this vision of a large electronic and digital map that shows all the royal ships at any time, at any given time. 
I ask this question with the assumption that you have visited their headquarters. Thanks again. I have visited headquarters. I've not seen every inch of everything they have there. I know for sure that uh, James Van Fleet, chief meteorologist, has something that's akin to that. I don't know if he sits there the entire time necessarily, and it's constantly looks like a scene out of um, uh, Dr. Um, how I learned to. Dr. Straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know that it looks like that all the time, but uh, they do have a map there and they have their they have monitor ships. In most cases, it's you know business as usual. It's not like there's constantly major issues. They've got like red circles coming off the you know the ship, but they definitely do have a thing that for that. And when there are things happening like a hurricane or some other event that can truly impact ships, then they kind of bunker down and do uh, reevaluations and and. Um, and, and, and those kinds of things. I know during COVID, in the early part, they would do these kind of meetings, not in person, but they would have those kind of things. It's more, there's a lot of on-demand stuff, so I'm trying to convey. But they do have a map room. Um, if you watch some videos of what they produced with James Van Fleet, you can see some of what, they, what those look like, and they can share some of that information there. So it's not quite the the Pentagon, but it's uh, <laughs> but it's it situation is, room. Yeah, situation room. Right. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the sit room, but it's uh, yeah. Alright, so, sorry, I don't have it ready for that. Alright, this one, uh, Joe has a lot of questions, so stop after each one. We'll go Hi, one Joe. by one. This is from Joe. Hope you and the fam had a great Thanksgiving. Been a while since I last cruise, just wanted to confirm something for you. All things can change in general. With a confirmed 1030 embarkation time on Symphony, are you okay to getting dropped off at the luggage quarters at Terminal A at 10 a.m.? Yes. Dropping off luggage, there's no restriction on that. I've seen, and as everyone here will see, when you walk out tomorrow morning, if you look over where you dropped your luggage off, there will be some porters sitting there at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm not saying that you should drop your luggage off that early, but they can take your luggage much earlier than your check-in time. That's not a problem. Okay. Uh, next question. Is Izumi still the only place I can make a reservation for hibachi dinner? No, I've been able to get it at other restaurants. Uh, it is easier to get it, to have a hibachi reservation at hibachi, because their system is something different about than other restaurants, but I've been able to get it at other restaurants. And last question. We will need, all we will need as we enter Terminal A is our passport vaccine card. Is that probably not a must, but we carry Yes, uh, you don't need the vaccine card at all. Anyway, they're just going to ask you and fill in your pre cruise check in. That's one of the options that's there in the health questionnaire. Just need your passport. They will look over your passport uh, one more time to verify that. They may rescan it in. But all you need to show them is your, is your passport. That was your set sale pass. If you don't have that, they can still pull that up. So, truly, the only thing you need is a passport. You should definitely have the app or a printout of your set sale pass. That's just going to save you time. Um, but that's the only thing you truly need. Um, otherwise, they'll provide everything. You know, if you didn't do your photo, if you didn't do this, the credit card, they'll do all that for you. But again, do yourself a favor and do that for the cruise. And at the very bottom, it says, as always, thank you, good sir, and happy sales to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Joe Mock for everyone in the audience there. And uh, we have time for one more email today. Um, we'll go with this. All right, this one is from David. Hi, Matt. Thank you for all your all the great content and that you put on. 
Let me get right to it. Is there any kind of schedule or timeline for when we can expect Starlink on other Royal Caribbean ships? Uh, thanks for the email. The answer is uh, the only schedule is that it's going to be done by Q1 2023. Um, there's no calendar like this ship by this date, this ship by that date. As of the recording of this podcast, a lot of them have it now. Um, there's more so, I think, that have it than don't have it at this point. I'm really struggling to think about which ships don't have it, but um, it's on here on Wonder of the Seas, and it's on Jewel, and it's on Enchantment, and it's on Liberty, it's on Independence, on Freedom, uh, Oasis has it, Mariner. So a lot of them have it. So they're actually, you know, I'll be honest, when they announced that Q1 23 date, I'm like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> But they really rolled it out very, very quickly. Um, and so it's reasonable to expect that uh, by March-ish, April-ish uh, of next year, 23, that it should be on all the ships in the fleet. Making the drive to New Jersey to board Oasis of the Seas on May 7th, 2023. I'm wondering if Skylink will be up and running by then. Oh yeah, 30 on Oasis, so good to go. You're all set. Good. Well, thank you for the emails. Of course, you can always send me your emails. I'll send to Matt at RoyalGreenBlog.com, Matt, M-A-T-T at royalgreenblog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt. We'll talk again real soon.